God is going to happen. It may take some time in the sense that, you know, sometimes when God tells us something, there are some things He needs to rearrange in our lives before it becomes a reality. But it will happen. It will happen. So, despite the lack of a husband, despite the physical inability, the children are going to be more. Because God does not work with those things. I don't have a job, you'll still prosper. I don't have an education, you'll still prosper. Because God is going to do it. Amen. This is a supernatural work. Now, as I'm finishing off, now there are three things I like about this verse here. It says, shout for joy. Amen. Despite the conditions, shout for joy. Amen. Come to church, jump up and down as if everything is already in place. And it will be in place. Shout for joy. That's supernatural. How can I shout for joy? I shout for joy because God is my husband. He'll make it happen. Sometimes we look at all these natural conditions and so forth and we forget what our God can do. But I'm encouraging you this morning, you know, just shout for joy. Rejoice in your God. And then enlarge the place of your tent. That means plan. You know, some people become so miserable, they stop planning. Stop planning. They look, they, you know, some people listen to the news religiously. They read newspapers religiously. And they believe everything that the papers say. And then they, they totally immobilize themselves because of all these bets. What's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to me? You know. The word of God is saying, enlarge the place of your tent. Plan. Plan for next year. Plan for three years down the road. Plan for 20 years down the road. Draw plans. Do it. God will bring it to pass. Regardless of the situation. Amen. Then fear not. Like I said before, fear is based on ignorance of what our God can do or the powers that God has released on your behalf to stand with you. Every child of God is well covered and well protected. And we need to know that. You remember that servant of Elijah, Gehazi, you know, he was so scared when the Syrians were coming. And Elijah prayed and he says, Lord, open his eyes. And when his eyes were opened, he saw chariots of fire all over the place. They were well protected. Because God is your husband. Hallelujah. Because God is your husband. God is your husband. Whenever I get onto a plane, every time I want to announce... Okay, guys, sleep tight. You are in the safest place on earth because I am here. <laughs> I always feel like doing that. This is the safest plane right now because I am here. I've got work to do and I know there are big guys around us. Do you ever feel that way? Hallelujah. We, we are a supernatural people. We need to recognize that. We need to realize that all the time. We are a supernatural people and supernatural things are going to happen around us. God is going to provide for us supernaturally. God is going to protect us supernaturally. Because he's a good God. Hallelujah. So let, let all fear depart. 
In fact, we, we need to minister more to people so that, that they can come into this culture where there is no fear. They can become part of this. We pray for our governments. We should never stop doing that, but we should realize that there are things which are going to happen regardless because of the time that we are living in. It's important to know that. I got to London. I, th I don't know if I shared with you last year. Got to London, Heathrow Airport. I couldn't get into Heathrow. Only to discover that all of their computers were not working in Heathrow Airport. British Airways, all their computers were down. They tried to check people in manually. They couldn't do it. There were just hundreds of people there who couldn't go. Flights were being cancelled left, right, and center. And you know, sometimes you... You, you think, well, I'm in England and I'm going to see some efficiency here. They, it was chaos. We are used to chaos in Africa, but I saw it in England. Those guys couldn't function without computers. They couldn't make people stand in a straight line. It was total chaos. And as I was standing there, the Lord said, you'll see a lot more of this. He said that to me. And then last week, I get into Toronto. I've, I'm on an air, a British Airways flight from Jobek to London, London, Toronto. Toronto is Canada, 3,000 to, to Calgary. I'm supposed to be speaking the following day in the Calgary Christian Center. I've got my ticket, Canada, 3,000. I walk over to the check-in desk. They said that company doesn't exist anymore. Canada, 3,000 had gone bankrupt the previous day. Last Saturday. They'd gone bankrupt on Friday. I'm holding this ticket, Canada 3000. And they tell me it doesn't exist. I said, I bought, but I bought this ticket. Yes, you bought it, but it, that's, a piece of, that's a worthless piece of paper you're holding right there. I went to every airline there. They said, we are not taking any passengers from Canada 3000 because how would we recover our money? So there I am walking around Toronto Airport, you know. <laughs> Got this ticket. I had to buy another ticket. And the Lord repeated again, expect a lot more of this sort of thing. It's going to happen. Sometimes we pray for the wrong things. We, we want to pray against things that have to happen anyway. We should rather much more submit to God's plan for us so that we can survive in that situation. There should be more submission to God now. There should be clarity in hearing the voice of God. The devil has unleashed. You know, God, you know what God told me? It was He says to me, do you know that Satan for the past 15 or so 20 years has been on a mission to make people familiar with his kingdom and the things of his kingdom. And the Lord said to me, have you seen how we have had all these futuristic new movies and we have guys who have heads like tortoises and one eye on the forehead and, you know, just these grotesque, you know, things coming on and we are bombarded with these things. E.T. and so forth. The Lord said clearly to me, all those things, there is a real demon which looks like that in hell. What 
What will you know? If your kid comes down to the breakfast table and says, "Daddy, Itty came to my room last night," you're just going to think it's it's funny. And what did you say to him, dear? Because it looks so normal and so ordinary. Because we've been bombarded with this thing and we've accepted this. But what would happen if an angel were to walk in here? People would bolt through the windows. They would be laying on the floor screaming. Because we are not familiar with the things of our kingdom. Every time angels appeared, they had to reassure those people, fear not, fear not, fear not. But I mean, these are the good guys. So we should be ready because there is more demonic and more angelic activity right now. Expect, you know, I'm saying this and I mean it. Expect to see an angel sitting by your side while you're driving one day. And he'll tell you things. Don't go this way, go that way. Expect to see a total stranger just grabbing you by the arm and saying, no, don't go in there. Let's go this way and start running with you. It's going to happen. It's the times. Harry Potter. Is it Harry Potter and all that stuff? Familiarization. Familiarization so that people... People are getting comfortable. People live with snakes. Pythons in their homes as pets. If you see yourself getting comfortable with something which represents the devil, there's something wrong with your spirit. I'm not afraid of snakes. It's not the fear. It's there is something that there is revulsion in my spirit whenever I see a snake. It's not a, a reaction of fear. It's a spiritual revulsion because of what the word of God says about the serpent. It's representative of that. So when people begin to be comfortable with homosexuality, when people begin to be comfortable with snakes, when people begin to be comfortable with all these things, something is terribly wrong. When people begin to be scared, some people don't even want the Lord Jesus to come back. But we should be excited about His coming. Where are we? So this is the call. We are a supernatural people. My pastor, Reverend Ezekiel Good, he met him. He saw him the other time. He, he was praying. And three angels came into the room. And he's with this other pastor. And I know the pastor. Three angels came into the room. And this other poor fellow, he dives under the bed. And he's screaming his head off, you know. So, you know. But the, the strange thing is, he's under the bed. He's got his eyes shut. He's got his arms in front of his eyes. He could still see through all that. <laughs> could still see. And he saw Reverend Good. He's talking to these three guys. You know, they're talking. They're chatting away. And I asked him one day, I said, what, what were you talking about? He says, they were telling me about all this work. Got a church with over a million members. When they have a, lead, a leadership retreat, it's, it's like a, there's like 20,000 leaders there. Just one ministry. How do you feel about all these things? 
We are a supernatural people. You are in debt. God is going to take you out of that debt supernaturally. Don't, don't expect to know or be able to explain step by step how it's going to happen. It's going to happen supernaturally. It's going to happen supernaturally. And as long as you don't see... You know, I had a lot of problems with a lot of things until I began to grasp this. Today, my prayer for you is, may God open your eyes. The things that you think are frightening are not frightening at all. If you see what is on your side. If you see who is on your side. If you see the resources. You know, my daughter came to me. She says, Dad, I had a dream. Said, what was the dream? She says, I saw somebody giving you bags of money. <laughs> said, you go away from here, you know. But from that day, I got a call from a guy. He said, uh, Sam, I've got 4,000 rand for you. 4,000 rand in, in Zim dollars is like 80,000 Zim dollars. I've got... Then another guy called me and he said, I've got 15,000 rand for you. I hadn't seen this guy for more than 10 years. I've got $15,000 for you. Another guy called me and says, I've just put $10,000 in here. It was crazy. I mean, there was just money, 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 money everywhere. Supernaturally. But she had a dream first. <laughs> you know, my daughter. So, God must open your eyes. You want a husband? God will bring him supernaturally. You don't have to know the process. I stand here to say to you and declare to you that there is nothing that God cannot do. I don't care if you have defeated yourself with all this rationalization and how can it be, how can it be, how can, with this and that. But I'm saying to you, God can do it. He's got the power, he's got the resources, he's got the ability. It's, it's not a problem for him. He doesn't have to groan, he doesn't have to sweat. He can do it. It's just a matter of you being in the right place. Even spiritually. And like, uh, what's his name? Charles Devon says, it's easy. I couldn't believe this guy. You know, they brought a woman in a wheelbarrow. The worst case of AIDS I, I have ever seen. And I'm standing at the door of the auditorium, and I'm the one who has organized this thing, but I want to tell these people, just take that person back home. Let her die in peace. But they push that barrel in there, and he gets to that woman. He says, it's easy. And I said, do you want to walk? you want to be healed? She says, yes. He says, get out of that wheelbarrow. And she just jumped out of there pushed that wheelbarrow back home. It's just a matter of crossing a certain line. You are either this side or that side. But you know, when you think of it, it's so simple. It's either you believe God can do it or you don't believe that He can do it. It's easy. And you know, we greet our teeth. We eat, we eat. But it's so easy because we don't have to do it. It's either you are here or you are over here. How many? How many people believe God is able? <laughs> He's able. We are a supernatural people. No reason to fear. Absolutely none. Let us stand up.
You know, I want to pray one prayer for you. I just want to pray one prayer for you. And I believe that that is what God is telling me to do. I want to pray. You know, some of you have got wax in your spiritual ears. And a lot of stuff over your spiritual eyes. But I just want to pray that your eyes may see. That from this day, even in your home, you have a new sensitivity to the presence of God and heavenly beings. Let me tell you one more thing. One more story. I like talking about things that actually happened. I like testimonies. I woke up one day. It's very important to obey God. And I felt a very strong edge. Even if McDonald's is there, you know, sometimes the Lord will tell you to fast. So I woke up and the Lord is saying to me, fast, 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 fast. But I had no idea what it was about. So, well, I, I, I started the fast, but I got, I went to a friend's house and... I don't remember what, what he cooked and I ate it and so forth. But I didn't want legalism to, you know, to bog me down. I said, well, I just started praying in the spirit, you know. And I don't know what's going on, but I think there's something. Then in the evening, I was living with an uncle of mine when I was still going to high school. So he says to me, I want you to go and order some drinks for me, you know, for here, the little shop, a little tuck shop. And I said, no, I don't feel like driving today. He said, well, you, I was still a young Christian. Will you go, you know, just get me those drinks, you know. And he was pleading with me, so finally I just... Agreed to go. I took his car. Off I went. And there was a bus parked on the side of the road in this place. And as I was driving past that bus, the next thing there was a kid standing right in the middle of the road. And I hit that kid and the kid flew and fell into the tarmac. I stopped the car. Now in, in Africa, in Zimbabwe, in Zimbabwe, in fact I know it happens in most African towns. If you hit somebody, don't stop. They'll kill you. Especially worse if it's a kid. You, you drive straight to the police station and come back with the police. If you stop, they'll kill you. So I hit this kid. I stopped this car and I was just like, I was so scared, so shocked, I couldn't even move. And there, there were shops around, welding shops and carpentry shops around that place. And all these guys started coming. Yeah, that guy, yes, he hit a kid. And some of them are carrying big pieces of iron and planks, you name it. I mean, these guys were ready for the kill. So I'm just sitting there, and, and I just start speaking in tongues. I'm scared. But something just told me, get out of the car, you know. And I opened the, the car door, and I got out there, and the strangest thing happened. Because as I opened the door, and I walked away from the, from the car, it's like... I'm hitting against something. There's somebody there. So I, I move this side, there's somebody there. Backwards, there's somebody there. Forwards, there's somebody there. So just to confirm this, these guys come, and one wants to poke this plank into my face, and it just can't go through a certain point. And they're all yelling, and you can see the frustration, and they can't figure out what's happening because they can't go within a certain area. And I am feeling physically there are people around me. So these guys are yelling at me, and I start yelling back at them. 
I said, well, why did you leave these kids in the road, you know? But it's because I was feeling these guys around me. That's why I was yelling back at them. I wouldn't have done it normally. So I was saying, you know, we're going to... And I'm saying, you too, you know, and because I feel these guys around me. God is so good. <laughs> so after some time, this other guy, he comes from nowhere and he says, well... Don't bother that guy because I told you to remove these guys, these, these kids from here because they're going to get run over. So they turn on him and these guys start fighting each other and they were fighting each other, moving away from me. The next thing, I was just standing there alone. And then I went to the kid and I found the kid was okay. And uh, finally the police came. As well. But you know, it just shows you there are more on our side than we know. There are more on our side. I mean, these are real life experiences. Real life experiences. And that's the dimension that God wants us to walk into. You are familiar with E.T.? You are familiar with all those guys with the funny heads and big ears and you name it. And they don't bother you at all, right? Because you've seen them so much and they're portrayed as the nice guys. Those are demons. You need to familiarize yourself with the things of God. I mean the angels. We want to hear more about angels. Amen. Oh yeah. And many people never got the message right because every time they saw an angel, they fainted. So they only catch a portion of what he has come to tell them. The only guy I know who had everything properly was Abraham because he prepared dinner for them. I want angels to come in and out of my house every day. I want them in my office. I want them around me. Amen. I want them everywhere. No fear. No fear. Hallelujah. You know, some people say, how can you travel at this time? I said, no fear. It won't happen to me. Let's raise our hands. Now, you know, I just want you to cross the line. Amen? Remember what I said. You are either just on this side or you are on this side. But today I want you to cross the line and I want you to do it physically. Just where you are or wherever, just walk forward and say, No, I'm not here. I'm over here. I'm with the angels. I'm with God's provision and healing and... I'm not looking at all these things, the barrenness, the physical condition or whatever. I'm looking at God. I'm looking at God. If we have all crossed over, I, this is the thing that I believe God wants me to pray for. That God will give you a new consciousness. Man, we... I mean, I know the United States has serious artillery. They, they have... Um, I mean, the weapons that this country has, but I tell you what God has is beyond that. It's way, way beyond that. Well, you believe. You have, some of you have never seen a B-52 bomber, but you believe it's there. Why don't you just believe that there are angels like Michael who don't mess around with the devil? I mean, the, the devil doesn't mess around with him. Hallelujah. 
Some of those guys, they have fire coming out of their ears, noses, eyes. You can't look at them. But praise God, we can because they are on our side. <laughs> That's why the veil was torn in twine so that we could walk in. Walk in. God is going to begin to speak to you in a new way. You're going to begin to feel His presence in a new way. You're going to see His power and authority in a new way. It's going to be so real. It's no longer that imaginary stuff. It has to come out in the open. It has to come out in the open. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. Nandia manje kaputsa, ripele mandere mataka musumaya. Reshi kalamunde matsuku pepenje na mandaria. Now I want everybody who has been experiencing fear and anxiety, I want you to receive the peace of God right now in the name of Jesus. I command that fear to live your life in the name of Jesus. There is an angel who is going to say, I will only open for this one. I will only take care of this one. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray that our eyes may be opened like gears. I pray that our ears may be unplugged in the name of Jesus. That we may begin to see the things of God that we may begin to see the things that you have prepared for those who love you. Maria Telemashika. Mondala Batsukuya Makaria Mashana Rabatelevasukuma. Oh Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you for this church. Thank you for the things that you have prepared for it. Thank you for those angels who bring in healing every day. Every day. Every day. Even today. They have brought that healing. Hallelujah. Thank you for the angels who bring in financial breakfasts. They come every day. Every day they come. They come. Thank you for the angels who bring comfort into our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you for those angels who help us to win lost souls. Oh, to explain the word of God effectively in the name of Jesus. We are surrounded by the armies of God. We are surrounded by the armies of God. We are in your presence every day. We are protected. We are covered. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for opening our eyes. Thank you, Father, for opening our ears. Thank you, Father, for taking away the fear of heavenly things from our hearts. Thank you for making us comfortable with angels and heavenly hosts. In the name of Jesus. But from this day, Lord, I pray that we may see things as they are. Thank you for discernment. To see the works of the enemy and to expose them. To the glory of God. Thank you for giving us authority over all deception. In the name of Jesus. 
Thank you, Heavenly Father. I speak against every sickness in this place. In the name of Jesus. Whether it's terminal or not, I say my God is greater than you. For He has healed us and delivered us from all sickness. Through the name of His Son, Jesus. I speak against every demonic influence in the name of Jesus. 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 I see two people in here. It's a man and a woman. And the Lord is saying, the enemy has been pushing you. I don't know if it's husband and wife. But the Lord is telling me about two people. And there's been a lot of talk on change in your life. There's a lot of talk of change. You are being told to change, to change, to move on. But God is telling me very clearly that that is not His voice. That is not His voice. You know it? You are here. And I see a lot of talk on change, 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 change. The Lord is saying clearly that is not His voice. And I feel that whether it's a couple or it's a man, they are on this side of this auditorium. On this side of the auditorium. Just shut that voice in the name of Jesus. Because I see so much turmoil if you move into that change. So much turmoil. Stay where you are. In the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray for this church as a standby church, which is about to be ushered, Lord, into a position of authority in this nation with others that you have appointed. That they be ready. That they be ready. That they be faithful to the truth. In the name of Jesus, bless the leadership, bless their homes provide all their needs bless their children and most of all bless this congregation as they stay in this anointing let them be transformed like those people who went out with David to the cave Adulam let them be transformed let them be transformed let them be transformed in the name of Jesus thank you for the testimonies of your great work. Magnify your name. Let's just magnify the Lord. Just worship the Lord in the Spirit. We receive of these good things. Ay, 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 ay.